why things be like they do. In the northeast of merry old Albion, that's England for anyone who's not up with their archaic nomenclature, there's a town by the name of Hartlepool. Hartlepool isn't known for a great deal. Once upon a time, it was a major shipping centre, and the Germans went to considerable lengths to bomb the crap out of it in the First World War, but the years since haven't been kind to the town of Hartlepool, and now their most prominent export is Yannick Gers, one of the guitarists for Iron Maiden. And that's pretty much it. Which, you know, don't get me wrong, it's a good band, but you ideally looking for more star power than just that. I mean, my high school, just Randwick Boys High, has churned out not only yours truly, but also controversial United Nations weapons inspector Richard Butler, occasional batsman David Warner, and the lead singer of Sherbet, Daryl Braithwaite. Which, nothing to be proud of, but when you compare it to the entirety of Hartlepool, it's not a bad showing for the old wicks. But there's a reason that I'm doing a show about Hartlepool. The people of this town have a very peculiar demonym. Officially, the residents of Hartlepool are known as Hartlepudlians, in that delightful English manner of not following any rules of conjugation. But nobody calls a Hartlepudlian a Hartlepudlian. No. The people of Hartlepool have transcended this demonym and have gleaned themselves a collective cognomen, a name not given and a name not taken, but one earned through deed. The people of Hartlepool are known as monkey hangers. Now, with that in mind, would you like to know why things be like they do? You bet your sweet baby you would. So this is going to take us all the way back to the Napoleonic Wars. Now, I've covered Nappy before, and he's a pretty complex dude, so I urge you to check out my episode called A Set of Lies Agreed Upon if you've not already done that. But one thing I've learned, being the student of history that I pretend to be, is that no matter the circumstances, you absolutely, positively, under no circumstances, you cannot trust anyone English to be in any way, shape, or form objective about Napoleon Bonaparte. It's crazy. English people go absolutely insane when the French in general, and Napoleon for a specific general, are brought up. No matter their intelligence, no matter their pedigree, their body of work, they lose their goddamn minds as soon as they come across the French in general and Napoleon in particular. To the English, there is no complexity about Napoleon. They consider him something like if you took 10 Hitlers and then rolled them into a Katamari of evil. I digress a little bit, but this background is going to help in a few minutes. So what you need to know is basically that the French Revolution happened. You know the deal, let them eat cake, all that jazz. I'm going to go with what is fast becoming my catchphrase of, I'll go into that in more detail in a future show, but suffice it to say that the French Revolution was a big deal. Because the French, collectively, decided that they were done with the entire concept of monarchy and started lopping off people's heads. 
This made the rest of the world begin to collectively shit themselves in a big way, because the rest of the world were monarchies, and monarchs didn't like the idea of being dethroned and decapitated, so there was a lot of anti-French propaganda in this day and age, which basically has yet to be dispelled to this day and age. We're still living with that collective propaganda back then. And England was having their own issues coming off the back end of the Jacobite era, which was an absolute clusterfuck. There was a lot of this going around. And out of all this, you get something called the Enlightenment, where guys like Voltaire and Rousseau started doing some real big brain thinking about thinking. And you also get a lot of political turmoil because heads were just rolling everywhere. And out of all of this chaos comes this Napoleon dude who says, Right, boys, leave it to me. I'll sort this shit out. And he did. Turns out, Napoleon, one of the greatest generals of all time, and he just starts conquering the shit out of Europe, going on an absolute tear throughout most of the known world at the time, while also blowing up cultural wonders like the Parthenon and the Sphinx. Omelette, eggs, you get the idea. And in the midst of all of this, Napoleon declares that he shall fight in the general direction of the British, and it's all on like Donkey Kong. The British and the French are at war. So that's the lay of the land in a nutshell. That's the background knowledge you need. What you need to know is that during the early 1800s, France and England were at war. And in the midst of this war, at a very granular level, one day there was a French fishing vessel sailing the waters off the coast of England. And very specifically, sailing off the coast of the town of Hartlepool. The type of vessel in question is known as a chasse-marie, which basically means fishing boat. It was not a warship. It was not an enemy combatant. It was just a fishing boat that found itself straying into enemy waters. And as it happened, there was a dark and stormy night. It's a trite literary trope, but it does happen from time to time. And on this particular dark and stormy night, there was a storm on the seas, as happens from time to time. And this little French fishing vessel found itself in the middle of a mighty storm, and it was tossed about as if it was a toy boat in a bath, until eventually a great wave dashed it to pieces and sent it and its entire crew all the way down to Davy Jones' locker. There were no survivors. Well, that's not quite true. There was one survivor. Kind of. The morning after the storm, the wreckage of this French fishing trawler began to wash up on the shores of Hartlepool. And amidst the flotsam and the jetsam, there was a single creature that still drew breath. It was a monkey. It was a monkey dressed in a cute little monkey-sized French admiral's uniform. Oh, how adorable. One can surmise that one of the sailors on this vessel was an experienced seaman who had been round the horn in search of silks and spices the likes of which he had never seen. And while sailing through the Orient, he'd happened upon a merchant bazaar in, for the sake of the narrative, I'm going to say Marrakesh. I have nothing to back this up, but Marrakesh sounds fun. So, in Marrakesh, this sailor had happened upon a monkey, and he'd promptly bought the cute little fellow. 
a companion to keep him and his crewmates company on those long voyages. And to spice things up, they'd had some tailors make a fancy little outfit for the monkey to wear as he danced and capered for the crew of this ship, the little French admiral's uniform. Oh, hilarious! And what a sight it must have been! A monkey dressed up as an admiral, cavorting and dancing for the sailors as they drank and they cheered and they drank once again and said yo-ho! A monkey dressed as an admiral! Can you imagine such a thing? Outrageous! Oh, the mirth! Oh, the merriments! Such a naughty caprice! And then, that one fateful night off the coast of England, tragedy struck, and the ship was lost, and the crew was drowned, and the monkey was the only survivor of the wreck, washed up, soaked and bedraggled, on the shores of Hartlepool, where he was met by the locals. Now, what you have to remember is, this was in about 1810. There's no television, there's no internet, no radio, there's barely any newspapers, at least as we'd recognize them today. It was a different time, lest we judge the people in the past by the mores of today. So these Hartley-Pudlians, they weren't as savvy as we might unknowingly expect them to be. They were not au fait with world affairs of the time, as it were. These Hartley-Pudlians were a simple folk from a simple town in a simple north of simple England. They weren't worldly or wise. They fished their oceans and they tilled their fields and tried to keep their families fed as best they could while the world went to hell all around them and they knew nothing about it. The Hartley-Pudlians, these simple folk, you need to understand that they'd never seen a monkey before. They'd never even heard the concept of a monkey. The very idea was unknown and unknowable to them. And the town of Hartlepool, in the north of England, it was, and is, the arse end of the earth. It wasn't the bustling hub that London was. It was a quaint village in the north of England. So these simple folk from Hartlepool, not only had they never seen a monkey before, come to think of it, They'd never seen a Frenchman before, either. Yeah, you can see where this is going, can't you? These people, all they knew was that they were at war with the French. And here was what was quite obviously a French admiral lying unconscious on the beach. I mean, what else could it possibly be? Quite the win for Team Hartlepool, wouldn't you say? So naturally, they arrested the monkey on suspicion of being an enemy combatant. The monkey was clapped in irons and sent off to spend the night in the slammer. Now, these people weren't savages. They didn't just execute an enemy on the spot. That's the kind of savagery that the perfidious French might lower themselves to. But none of that in Hartlepool. No, this French admiral must be given the king's justice. He must have a fair trial. The rule of law is, after all, what sets us apart from the animals, is it not? And so, the next day, a court was convened and a trial commenced. The town's mayor served as the judge and the sheriff the prosecutor. And they put the monkey in the stand and they leveled their accusations against him 
and they demanded to know what business he had in the fair town of Hartlepool, because he had to be up to no good. Now, to his credit, the monkey's defence was spirited, but ultimately doomed. It is not known to history if the monkey understood the questions that the people of Hartlepool put to him, but it is known that the people of Hartlepool could not understand the monkey. There was a communications breakdown. As far as the townsfolk were concerned, the language barrier just could not be overcome. And so, the monkey could not provide an account of himself to the satisfaction of the people of Hartlepool. He just yelled at them in French. That high-pitched, screeching language of French. And so the jury had no choice. The monkey did not provide a satisfactory defense. In fact, at times he seemed downright belligerent, cursing and screeching in that high-pitched language of French. The monkey was found guilty of sedition. The judge read out the sentence. To pay for his crimes, this monkey was to be hanged from the neck until dead. The monkey was bound, blindfolded, and taken to the gallows, where he did a short drop and a sudden stop. And word got out, as word tends to, about the people of Hartlepool hanging a monkey. And from that point on, anyone from the town of Hartlepool in the north of England was henceforth and forevermore to be branded with the nom de guerre of monkey hanger. Is this story true? Possibly. But we aren't here for that. And that's the most entertaining version of the story that I can give you, and it's the reality that I choose to live in. There is another version of the tale that is somewhat darker. There used to be a lot of jobs on ships back then that were performed by children. Young boys, not yet into double digits, who could scamper around in the places grown men could not reach or fit, just like in Snowpiercer. And one of these jobs was to fetch gunpowder from the secure holds and bring them to the cannons whenever the cannons needed to be fired. It's not safe to have gunpowder lying around everywhere, is it? You needed it brought to the cannons. And the boys who did this were known as powder monkeys. But it's best not to think about that. Let's instead choose to mourn this poor, innocent, macaque monkey who died at the hands of some patriotic, if somewhat uneducated and backward, yokels in the north of England, but whose death gave us one of the more entertaining stories in history. The tale of why people from Hartlepool are known as monkey hangers. <laughs>